The US 10-year yield fell sharply after shortly crossing above the 5% red mark yesterday. Oil retreated on some de-escalation in the Middle East tensions. S&P 500 extended losses below its 200-day moving average in the run-up to important big technology earnings with Microsoft and Alphabet's earnings due as soon as today after the bell. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So we continue to see some nice volatility in the U.S. sovereign papers near important psychological levels where investors are obviously invited to decide what to do next. And this respect, the U.S. 10-year yield shortly crossed above the 5% psychological level at yesterday's trading session. But then it retreated sharply in a move that was qualified by a large short covering after two very, very popular bomb bears, Bill Ackman and Bill Gross, said that they are actually now covering their short bets on U.S. Treasuries because Bill Ackman actually said that there is now too much risk in the world to remain short bonds at the current long-term race. And boom, the U.S. 10-year yield actually did retreat sharply below the 4.85% level at yesterday's trading session. It almost feels like Janet Yellen called them to ask for their help. Now, of course, the rising U.S. debt and the rising U.S. interest rates, which make the skyrocketing U.S. debt even more expensive to finance for the U.S. Treasury, remain a big, big headache. The U.S. debt actually rose more than $600 billion U.S since it crossed the 33 trillion US dollar mark and the total US debt is up by more than 2 trillion US dollars since the end of the debt ceiling crisis that we had back in summer, remember? So the US has been adding around 22 billion US dollars of debt each day since a month now and that actually makes almost a billion US dollar debt per hour added in the US. And the most important thing in all this is the Fed is no longer there to be a big buyer. So the upside pressure in the U.S. long-term yields could ease now that the 5% psychological level has been hit for the U.S. 10-year yield, but the long-term yields will likely stay high for long and a further upside move in the U.S. 10-year yield couldn't be ruled out to end inversion of the 2 to 10-year portion of the U.S. yield curve. But that's not necessarily good news, obviously, for the broader economy and for the world, because what we were expecting, remember, at the start of this year was to see the end of the U.S. yield curve inversion. But because we were expecting the short-term yields would just fall and they would join the 10-year yield downside as you would enter the recession, for example, and that the Fed should have already begun cutting the interest rates by well, this time this year. But as you know, none of it has happened. The U.S. long-term yields rose instead aggressively to join the short-term yields near the 5% mark and the higher interest rates for a longer period of time in the U.S. are not necessarily positive for stock valuation. 
sanctions unless, unless of course the economy resists and remains strong faced with the higher interest rates and business continues to flourish. Now, Bank of America's bull and bear indicator is now close to extreme bearish, but note that that indicator is also used as a sign for the contrarians to turn bullish and buy stocks from a technical perspective looking at the S&P 500 the index actually extended losses below its 200 day moving average level at yesterday's trading session and the index is now approaching an important technical support near the 4180 level that is the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on last year's rally and which should in theory distinguish between the actual positive trend in the S&P 500 and a medium-term bearish reversal. So if you think that the S&P 500 sell-off since this summer is now overdone, we are actually approaching some interesting levels to enter a bullish bet. Nasdaq 100, on the other hand, eked out a small 0.30% gain at yesterday's trading session in the run-up to Microsoft and Alphabet earnings due after the bell today. And keep in mind that Amazon is due to report on Thursday as well. Now, remember, together, these five big technology names in the S&P 500, which are Amazon, Alphabet, Apple, Microsoft, and Nvidia. So these five are expected to post a combined 34% rise in their earnings in the third quarter compared to the same time last year. And because they have a heavy weight in the major US indices like the S&P 500 and Nasdaq, they could actually offer investors yet another reason not to give up on the US stocks. But keep in mind also that without these big five, earnings for the S&P 500 companies would be down by around 5% and not up by around 34%. Elsewhere, big oil companies in the US are also all over the headlines this month and they are making the news these days thanks to big, big mergers and acquisitions at the heart of the oil industry. Chevron announced yesterday that it will buy Hess for 53 billion US dollars or for 60 billion US dollars including debt. And earlier this month, remember, ExxonMobil had announced to buy Pioneer Natural Resources for around 60 billion US dollars as well to extend its Permian footprint. Now, the big oil companies in the US have such a big, such a huge amount of cash in their hands that either they announce huge share buyback programs and nice, nice dividend payouts to their investors, or they announce big mergers and big acquisitions. So both are obviously good for the investors, while climate change and all that talk around it just doesn't really impact the good fortune of these big oil companies just yet. So for now, they are doing okay. And the deals are proof that they are also very, very confident in the industry. And they actually find it useful to grow their core fossil business lines rather than, I don't know, going into alternative energy sources, for example. I mean, look, Occidental Petroleum reportedly dished the world's biggest carbon capture plant after spending more than a billion US dollars to buy a startup called Stratos, for example. So the traditional oil companies are actually taking a big step back from their climate goals and their climate uh, friendly investments. They actually keep investing in what makes money and that's 
fossil fuel and the recent rise that we see in oil prices obviously does play in their favor these days the barrel of u.s crude retreated to 86 dollars per barrel this week as tensions in gaza didn't escalate as much as feared happily and as hamas released two more hostages but 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 the risk of a sudden jump in oil prices prevail if not well, Saudi Arabia will likely come to the rescue of oil bulls near the $80 per barrel psychological level and just announced that they won't be pumping oil to, well, boost market prices. On a side note, and this is important, I fell on a scary-looking graph from the U.S. Department of Energy lately, which actually shows that there are about 17, 17 days left in the U.S. strategic petroleum reserves. Now, don't panic just yet, because the U.S. actually does produce enough oil to continue feeding America with enough energy and it could also keep the gas and prices falling in the US. But the mega 17 days of stockpile actually limits Joe Biden's ability to contain any important price pressure that we might see in the future, which could be triggered by an escalation of tensions in the Middle East, for example, or in other supply restrictions by Saudi Arabia. Therefore, any sell-off in oil could be interesting entry opportunity for those betting for higher for longer oil prices due to supply restrictions and geopolitical tensions. I personally expect a barrel of US crude to swing within the $80 to $100 per barrel range. Now, this is all for this week for me because I'll be off to Paris for the rest of this week. I'm Ipeka Skardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on x and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments and please 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 don't forget to hit the like button down there to let us know that you enjoy these videos i will meet you again next week and until then good day trading and have a lovely rest of the week